0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 91, and I am recording this unfortunately after the Guardians just lost to the Yankees to close out the series. Um, I, you know, I said during football season I was going to be recording on Mondays all the time, and then some of these weird schedule issues have kind of uh, pushed things, and I wanted to make sure that I got to talk about. What happened today? Since the game got pushed back last night, um, so decided to record on Tuesday instead. But um, definitely a bummer. You hate to lose to the Yankees anytime in general, but especially going up two-one in the series, feeling like we kind of had some momentum there, and then uh, losing out. It just—it's really unfortunate. But man, what a. Fun season, an unexpected bright team in this city right now to get to rally around. Especially with the way the Browns have been playing, it's fun that the Guardians have kind of made this push in the postseason that we all got to enjoy. Um, especially this this past week of some fun, some fun walk offs uh, have been very exciting. I mean, freaking Oscar! Like what? What an incredible story for him to have done what he has done so far tying David Ortiz for some like postseason walk-off record just incredible like one of the greatest baseball players of all time and then there's Oscar on the list Um, it's just incredible so I didn't get to go to the game on Saturday but I did go to the game we lost on Sunday but Saturday like listening to the way downtown Cleveland just erupted after Oscar hit that ball into center field, and two runs scored in both, um, I think it was Kwan and Ahmed who scored on that at the bottom of the ninth. I mean, the videos just give me chills every time I see. I've seen like a hundred angles of that hit at this point, and every single time I start like tearing up, and it's so emotional to watch. And I think that's why postseason baseball. Is maybe has some of the coolest moments out of all professional sports because there's so much anxiety and build up to each pitch. Every single pitch could be the difference in a game because you know it could be a home run, it could be a strikeout. Every pitch matters so much, and you build up to each one, you build up to each out, you build up to each inning, uh, and it's just so anxiety anxiety inducing that when you get to the ninth inning like that. You know, Oscar comes up or down five, four, and the stadium gets to erupt in that way. It's just, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. And I was talking to this with some, talking about this with someone. It, it just reminds me why I do love sports so much. Sometimes I'm like, why do I care about this so much? Like this is insane for me to put you know this much of my time into it um but these moments remind me why I love it so much and I think I get negative like that when the Browns are doing so bad I'm like why do I care about this team so much uh, but then moments like the Guardians had these last few weeks it's it's why you watch those whole seasons to get to understand the stories of the players get to feel the energy of the team and then get to celebrate them when it does start to work out in their favor um and man people the whole night were just you could hear Jose chants down the street you could hear Cleveland rocks blasting you could hear yankees suck chants like it was just the best a classic cleveland night um and then unfortunately sunday both the browns and guardians lost so it kind of ruined the energy a little bit uh, but going into it was very the energy was up it was exciting um and yeah you just Gonna, I'm gonna watch those videos for the rest of time. It'll, it'll be forever. And it's just funny too, because when Oscar had his first walk off against Tampa Bay, it was like, oh man, must be really embarrassing to, you know, pitch to a guy that walks off uh, and his walk-up song is Spongebob. Like, that's got to be embarrassing. And now he's done it to so many pitchers that it's like, I don't know if he can ever change his song. He might have to stick with Spongebob for the rest of time. Uh, And now it's funny, the rest of the world knows it. Because most people... Realistically, have not watched the Guardians play outside of Cleveland unless you're a really big baseball fan and you follow teams like you're not picking the Guardians to follow and pay attention to. So most people did not know that he walked up to Spongebob. And it's it's one of the things that I actually didn't love throughout the season. I was just like, God, I hate this song. Why am I hearing it all the time at these games? Uh, but now it has taken a new meaning. And so I am now pro-Spongebob where... Before, during the most of the season, I just was annoyed with that song constantly playing. Uh, After a couple walk-offs, I I could listen to any song at that point. Uh, If you're going to do that every time, I will definitely take it. Um, Other other than that, in the series, though, obviously the rain delay yesterday, I think, really hurt us in what we could do tonight. The fact that they could pitch Cortez again obviously helped them. Um, Look, I didn't want to... Pitch Aaron necessarily tonight. It was, but I do think that was like still one of our best options. Like I, I don't think they were gonna put Bieber on short rest. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, and so I think this was our best option, and that's just the way it is. I'm not gonna hound Tito for for doing it and not pitching Bieber when they've never pitched Bieber on that short of rest. That's just not how it works. Um, So I think it's a good reminder that maybe we should go out and get another great starting pitcher this offseason so we can really round out that lineup and be prepared for the playoffs next year. Because then you've got Tristan, you've got Bieber, you've got Cal, and then maybe one other guy. And I feel like with four people like that, I think you're pretty good to go um, for playoffs in general. So it was just... We, we came up short in that, and look, I felt bad because obviously he only pitched up to one out in the first inning, and it, it wasn't good giving up three runs. It's just something you can't do right away, um, and that was a, a risk that they were going to take and having him out there, so it is what it is, but now we need the Dolans to spend some money. Like, bring us Otani. I know there's, like, some uncertainty with his future. Bring us some... We need... A, Maybe at least like one or two big hitters that we can fill out in this lineup because obviously there were some dry moments where we left a lot of guys on base because we couldn't get the bats going. So if we can maybe get a little bit to round this lineup out, that would be great. Because um, we do have some really young, talented players, but maybe just getting a couple one or two, I'm not even asking for a lot, experienced big hitters on the team. And then I I really think we can genuinely contend. I mean, we were close to beating the Yankees. Like, we we almost had them, really, um, if tonight had gone differently. Like, we took them to five games. uh, So it's not like we, you know, got completely destroyed by them. We won two games in the series. Uh, So I think we could really have a chance to contend if the Dolans are willing to put out some money, for once, and give us some of the pieces that we need to have a chance next year. Um, you know, the other thing that I just outside of the actual baseball of it that was interesting, I, I've always like kind of hated the Yankees. You know, it's just something that you, and I don't even think this is just a Cleveland thing, people just grow up hating fan bases like and teams like the Yankees, Cowboys, and Lakers, those kinds that are the big national brands. Uh, that you know, a lot of bandwagon fans kind of pick to hop on, and I've always hated them. I talked about this recently. The bu- the famous bug game that happened in the two thousands. I think I was twelve years old when it happened. My family was at that game. I have like distinct memories of it. Um, and just building on those things as a kid, where you're just like, oh yeah, this is a team that I hate. I- I've just always had that as a, a part of me. Um, So I know I have some bias with it, but it is very annoying when the announcers, Bob Costa specifically, feels like um, they're very much obsessed with the Yankees. Look, he's from the Bronx, I get it. Like, he's going to have a preference, but it was hard to listen to sometimes the way I felt like they were hounding on how good the Yankees hitters are and talking about the Guardians like we were babies or something. It was just weird like people There's so many weird articles written in the last couple weeks people calling us cute a feel-good story we deserve a pat on the back like these were grown men who won like 90 plus baseball games took the Yankees to five games in the ALDS like stop acting like putting the ball in play to score runs rather than hitting home runs is some lesser form of baseball like those runs still count as the same number of runs if you touch home plate still a run Uh, and good fielding, good base running, good pitching, all of that stuff matters. And just because you have Aaron Judge who strikes out like 90% of the time against the Guardians and hits some home runs, uh, it doesn't mean that our brand of baseball is somehow lesser and less valid and counts less as a real win. There were so many comments about how we got lucky and things of that nature, which I think is just really disrespectful Uh, to the guys who went out there and put the ball in play and let the game happen and it's the Yankees fault for not having great fielding not communicating letting balls drop uh, not making plays when they needed to that is all part of baseball Uh, so I don't want to hear that we got lucky those guys also just went out there and played hard and played smart Uh, I mean Stephen Kwan is a guy who he puts the ball in play more than anyone and it's a beautiful thing to have a guy like him who's a great base runner he can steal pretty easily and like i said puts the ball in play it makes you a really competitive team when you have a guy like that on your in your lineup so i hope the Dolans are already thinking about uh how much money they're going to give him because man i would love to keep him around just for a really long time he you can already tell he's just a special player the moment wasn't too big for him in the playoffs uh, he was ready, and he was making contact and putting the ball in play, and that was all we could really ask for him. Smart fielder, doesn't make mistakes really, um, and I just love his energy. So, hopefully, we keep someone like him around. But yeah, just hearing the announcers and fans constantly talking about us in this demeaning way was so frustrating and just rude. Like, you don't have to call us like a feel good story. That that makes you feel. Like You are putting us down and making us lesser than, and we are not. We were a great baseball team who beat a lot of other people. We won our division, uh, so everyone can shut up. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Enough Guardians talk, but looking forward to next summer and another playoff run because I feel like we're, we're really building something now if, if they can keep the right guys around. All right, so... Ohio State had a bye this week, which was kind of nice because honestly, between the Browns, Cavs preseason starting, Guardians being in the playoffs, I needed just one team to chill out for a second because it is hard to (laughs) do anything when you have all of the teams playing at once. Like October is this weird time of year where all things are converging at once when football season is going on. So you have both Ohio State and Browns. NBA is just starting, and then if the Guardians make a push like they did, you could have all these teams overlapping at one time, which is very overwhelming. And don't get me wrong, it's what I love more than anything in the world, and I'm very happy to watch all of them play, but sometimes it's nice when you don't have to focus on four teams at one time. Um, So it was kind of nice that Ohio State had a week off, uh, and now we'll be able to bounce back this weekend and enjoy it and focus on it um without being distracted because even last weekend i couldn't really focus on watching because ohio state was on at the same time as the guardians and i just i want to be able to focus on one thing at one time when they're on my television okay now i have to talk about the browns which you know just kind of been dreading it because they are not quite fun to talk about at this moment so they lost this weekend, 38-15 to to the Patriots. Bill Belichick completely owns us. He's 9-2 and against us in his career, which when I was looking around for that stat, I was kind of surprised that we haven't played him more. Like, I know they're not in our division, but I just felt like we would have played him more throughout <laughs> his time in, in New England. But, you know, that's an incredible record for him against us. And he knew exactly how to exploit us um, held Nick Chubb to like 56 yards. He made Jacoby throw, which did not work out too well. Jacoby threw the ball 45 times, only completed 21 passes, not his best day. He had two interceptions as well. Um, so he he knew how to do that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, obviously our run defense has been one of our biggest issues throughout the season, and that is clear to anyone with eyes, including Bill Belichick, who said all right, here's some gaps. Just run the ball down the field, and that is exactly what they did. They also passed the ball pretty well, though, too. Bailey Zappi threw for 309 yards and two touchdowns. Bailey Zappi. Look, this is no shade to Bailey Zappi because I actually think he could be a decent quarterback. Like, I feel like there's some real potential there, but that is absolutely ridiculous that you let him throw 309 yards on you and two touchdowns. It's just, it is so unacceptable, that we played the way we did once again. And they, you know, come out every week saying that they're going to correct the mistakes that they made, whether it's missed tackles, miscommunications, none of that has been corrected at this point in time. It is just getting worse every single week. Um, I mean, there were plenty of rushing touchdowns in that game because of how bad the tackling was again. Truly, it is hard to watch our guys just get dragged down the field because they are not capable of tackling. I think part of it is a size issue. Like, I feel like a lot of our guys are almost too small for the scheme that we are running that when it comes down to it, they're just not big enough to end up making those actual tackles. So I'm kind of at the point with our defense, and I was talking about this recently. I'm not a big, like, fire coach people because... I don't think that always solves all of the issues you have. I think sometimes it's a little bit of a scapegoat that people throw out when they're upset. Um, And a lot of times there's other issues that need to be corrected. But I'm at the point with Joe Woods where I think it's a combination of players' effort and execution and maybe just Joe Wood's scheme not working for this set of players that we have on the defense. Like it is not matching up correctly. Some of it might be size, kind of like I was talking about, um, and the issues with, with tackling that we've been having. Um, but whatever it is, clearly what we are running is not working for the players that we have out there on that field. Uh, because they are getting demolished and exploited every single week. And why it doesn't make sense is because individually a lot of them have Talent and the ability to be successful in certain defenses across the league. And we've seen it from some who didn't start out in Cleveland. We saw it from some last year who performed really well and have taken a step back this year. Uh, So I think there is something wrong with the whole product coming together that is not allowing the individual talents of these guys to shine. And the only thing that I feel like I can attribute it to at this point, other than just effort and execution, is that maybe the scheme isn't working for the guys that we have here and it either needs to be simplified or maybe you have some of the wrong guys in the building for the scheme like there are two options here you either completely overhaul the the defense and the players that you actually have or you get rid of joe woods next season and bring in someone else and a completely new scheme Uh, because both together are just not working at this point in time and i i hate to say that because i'm not a fire the coach person but um, and I, I think I've been kind to Joe Woods as time has gone on, but we're getting to the point where it is it is really, really bad, and we have the worst defense in the league by so many metrics. Uh, when we were expected to be a good like top 10 defense this season, I mean, we finished last season around top 10, uh, and we're expected to improve upon it because we brought back Clowney, Miles, I mean, you had Denzel on his big deal. Newsom shined. Jok shined last year. You had all these guys who were were shining. But the fact that we didn't do anything about defensive tackle, we're kind of struggling with linebacker. Anthony Walker went down. Um, the fact that we have these glaring holes has just completely collapsed uh, the entire system that we have at this point. So. I don't know if, look, look, firing Joe Woods right now at this moment, it could happen, and I wouldn't even, you know, have anything to say about it, really. I wouldn't be like, no, that's a bad idea, Um, but I don't think that's going to improve anything for the rest of this season. I think if anything's going to get better at this point, it's going to have to be some type of overhaul that's going to happen this coming season, Um, and that that just is what it is. Um, Some good things from the game. Cade really bounced back this week. Uh, I'm gonna keep giving him props when he does because people are hard on kickers when they miss so I want to talk about when they make it. Three field goals hit them all long from 51. Obviously didn't matter this game 38 to 15 but um, they said he was there like super early practicing and getting the conditions of the field down and understanding what he needed to do. So it was good to see him bounce back and hope he definitely continues. Also, other good news was Miles breaking the all-time sack record for the Browns. Um, People have been just hard on him for absolutely no reason at all. It's been one of the weirdest things to watch. Like, we have the worst ranked defensive tackles in the league, and people are like, I think the problem is Miles Garrett, which... Like, what? I don't understand why we have to pick, like, the Pro Bowler uh, future Hall of Famer to blame our defensive woes on when it's very clear that there are other awful things happening that are the much bigger problem. Um, So he had two sacks this week, which was nice to see. And look, Miles is always making an impact on the game, even if you don't see it on the stat sheet. I think what people need to stop doing when they decide things about certain players is taking one clip that they saw of a, of a player on Twitter from one specific angle um, that maybe made a player look less than great and deciding that is the entirety of who they are and how they perform for all 60 minutes of the game, uh, because that is just not how it goes. And Honestly, sometimes different angles show different things. Also, you don't know who else messed up on a certain play that maybe made someone else look bad. Like they could have been doing their job correctly and someone else's mistake kind of got them caught up in an issue. Uh, So there's always things that we don't know That are happening. Uh, So, taking one clip out of context is never a smart idea. And I highly recommend that people stop doing it because they did it with Miles. They've done it with a couple different guys throughout the season. um, And it's not great. Like, there was one with Jedrick Wills a couple weeks ago when Jed has had overall a really good season and has made a decent jump. uh, And people just found one clip and and rolled with it, um, even though he's doing well. So not doing mailbag today um, because I just didn't want to (laughs) to talk about the Browns that much more honestly. And most of the questions I get are are Browns ones. I got some Guardians ones, but I feel like I kind of answered them in my summary about just like what we need to do for the future, um, which I kind of talked about in there. And uh, I think those things will make sense for us to have success. So no mailbag today. Um, I don't know if the Browns are going to be able to bounce bounce back against the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to run the ball all over us. Obviously, you have Lamar Jackson. That is what Lamar Jackson excels at in so many ways, and I just don't trust us to be able to stop them. Um, And if our offense performs like they did this past week, where, look, you knew they were going to have down weeks, they were going to have bad weeks. It was expected of a Jacoby Brissett-led offense this season, and that's, that's no shade to him because we knew what we were getting when we had to play him for 11 games as a backup quarterback um, and make him the starter, like we knew what was going to happen, so uh, that's no shade to him. But we were going to have games like that where he was just throwing some interceptions, just not playing very well, wasn't connecting with guys. Uh, so to be expected. Uh, but we gotta have to play better than that and put more more points on the board, especially with the way our defense has been playing. And I'm just not sure if we're gonna be able to do that against the Ravens. But I am hoping for the best because I'm always rooting for this team to win. No matter what, even as angry as they make me, I don't find any joy in their downfall or their you know, inability to have success right now. I, I want them to be good and that's why I get mad and frustrated. It's because I it's because I care. <laughs> All right, so that's all I have for you guys today. If you just want to leave a review or rating, please do so. Share with friends. I will be back next week to talk probably some more Cavs because they will be uh, kicking off their season next weekend or this coming weekend. Um, Be talking Browns, Ravens, talk some more Ohio State because they'll be back this weekend. Um, No more Guardians for now, but that's okay. Um, And I will catch you guys on the next one.